In today's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Chad Dorshorst, a Salesforce Higher Education SME and Senior Director for Redpath Consulting. In the episode, Chad talks through his early career in higher education and how he first came across the Salesforce platform. He shares how the Salesforce platform was able to solve challenges he was facing in his role and how he invested time and effort into expanding his knowledge as well as opportunities to use the platform. Chad explains how his domain knowledge and education set him up for success when he moved into a consulting role and how having experience in the industry was welcomed by clients. Chad then provides some insight into how the Salesforce offering for higher education has evolved over the years and what makes implementing Salesforce in this industry different to other industries. Having joined Salesforce directly in 2019, Chad describes the role and responsibilities that he held, talks about his new role at Redpath Consulting, and explains what excites him about working with the Salesforce platform today. I hope you enjoy the episode, and if you do, please do subscribe for future episodes that are coming through. Chad, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate you taking time to talk to me today. No, the pleasure's all mine. I'm excited to delve into the world of higher education and Salesforce, two areas you know very well. We'll get into the Salesforce piece shortly, but let's have a chat about your early career and I guess how you initially found your way into the education space. Yeah, thanks, Ben. You know, yeah, I think I kind of stumbled into education in many ways. I was originally a communication and political science undergrad um, at my first university I attended. And I had dreams of going to work in governments, public relations. Um, you know, that turned out to be true a little bit, but you know, I went to graduate school at Ball State University. And from there, you kind of fell in love with the academic environment and had an opportunity to lead an online high school program um, at Ball State University. And so that's how I got my start there and spent, you know, five years at Ball State and, you know, got to learn the language and kind of the ecosystem of higher education in that role. So how, how did that um, higher education career for you progress into other kind of roles and, um, and responsibilities? Yeah. So this was really, you know, back in 20. 11 and you know well before you know salesforce.org and i was running um, teacher training programs i was running online high school programs where we taught you know advanced math and science to high schools throughout the united states and i was running my programs out of microsoft outlook excel and that really got me thinking of you know there's got to be a better way to do some of these things. And you know, eventually we stumbled upon some very lightweight um, CRM systems for um, you know, conference registration that we were actually able to send out a few emails, collect payment, but it was less than robust and still did a lot of you know, mail merge to email out of Outlook um, and Excel <laughs> during my time at uh, Ball State. It was fun, but happy that there's better tools out there today. Where did Salesforce come into the picture for you? And um, and was it initially as more of like a user, I guess, in terms of looking at how you could use the platform to better service your your um, students? Is that how you kind of first came across the platform? So I think you know, kind of my Salesforce origin story is really that of an accidental admin in many ways. When I moved to Indiana University, so a, a very large you know, university in the United States, you know, it has about you know, 45, 50,000 students. I really expected to see really robust um, software and IT programs when I got there. And I was charged with running an online graduate program in public affairs. And I had to build the program from the ground up. And they were currently tracking 
prospective students in a very wonky access database that a graduate student had built for them. You know, it didn't do a lot of things. It was hard to report out of. You, you know, the person building it had to know SQL and it just wasn't a great platform. I had heard of Salesforce a little bit and I started digging into it and found out that Salesforce offered 10 free licenses to educational institutions through the Salesforce Foundation at the time. And I applied for the licenses, was granted them, and started using the system um, to recruit students. You know, Mind you, this was also way before Trailhead, um, Salesforce.org, and HEDA at the time, the education data architecture. And you know, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I start, I renamed leads to prospective students and just you know, kind of dove in. But there was minimal documentation out there to use Salesforce in education. So it was really a a hands-on exercise and just kind of digging in. I'm mean, being curious about the platform and how it worked. And so it worked well for me, but um, I did spend a lot of time and learned a few painful lessons. So you hear these stories about back in the day when people used to buy Salesforce on their credit card and it kind of was just a, you know, used in a silo, like isolated from the, the broader IT architecture and stuff. I guess you didn't buy it on a credit card because you got 10 free licenses, but it was kind of you using it for your use case and not necessarily the whole university using it as, as their CRM? That is definitely accurate. And so I had to walk the application up to my dean's office for his signature to kind of buy it. And I have no idea if he even knew what he was like signing or what kind of system he was getting for free. And to your point, you know, I just used it for my little individual graduate program. I was, you know, one of two or three employees. I had a couple grad students that helped me out that I assigned licenses to. But it was definitely, I would say, a shadow system in many ways, even within my own individual college at the university. And this was even before Indian University had gone down a Salesforce path, you know, for the enterprise environment. And so I was definitely out there on my own. You know, like I said, I made a lot of mistakes, but it was very independently run um, just to use the program. Could you see even back then that there was power in the platform for it to go on and have something like it has now in terms of the the higher education solution? Like, was it was it clear back then that this could be a platform that could be scaled across higher education? Uh, definitely, um, I saw the power. You know, pretty quickly. Again, you know, I was only one of you know two employees in the program I was running, and one of them was a full time faculty member, so he didn't have a lot of time to spend on you know, running the day-to-day -day of the program. And so I had to find ways to really scale my efforts. And I use Salesforce to act as a multiplier in many ways. You know, when a student, you know, called in or sent an email, I made sure that that conversation and email was saved in Salesforce. So the next time they called, I had really good notes that um, I could recall. And it really helped that student move forward quickly where they didn't have to repeat themselves. And oftentimes the student would ask, like, you really have to, you must have a really good memory um, to remember all these things about me. I'm like, well, I take good notes in my, my system and, you know, make sure that, you know, we don't have that same conversation a couple times in a row. And so it definitely helped me there. And, you know, I think I saw the graduate program increase from like zero students to like 100 students in a couple of years. And I really think Salesforce helped us do that um, in many ways that once it's been possible, just trying to run it out of, you know, an old access database. It's funny because now obviously people, customers or students, uh, anyone kind of expects to be known to the, the company. Whereas historically back then, it was probably a bit of a shock when someone had actually made notes and stored them in a CRM. Yeah, that is definitely true. And even, you know, thinking back at my time there, students definitely expected like a digital experience at the time. But 
you know, back then a student needs to register for classes oftentimes in person or had to walk a piece of paper around campus for a random signature that someone had to get. So this was well before like e-signature that was prevalent. And, you know, it really helped me smooth out um, any work I did with the students and, you know, just made the transactions much, much easier to handle. So you called yourself an accidental admin, um, but did it kind of having that exposure and, and the experience now with technology and, and working with a platform like Salesforce, did that kind of light a fire under you to want to pursue a career in the technology space? It did. You know, I would say you know, while I was a political science or communications major, I always had an interest in technology. I mean, I was the type of person that would tear apart my computer, like replace parts, you know, kind of finagle with pieces of, of software at times. So I was always always had that interest. But what I really did was, you know, kind of dove into the platform and saw that there was a need and a market here, um, you know, for Salesforce. You know, a lot of people that I worked with were still using antiquated systems, you know, spreadsheets and you know, I got good enough at Salesforce that Central IT at Indiana University hired me to work with other other graduate programs across the seven campuses to, to tell them, you know, both how like they could use the platform to recruit students and serve them, but also kind of use it as um, you know a force change management activity where you're kind of bound into your current processes based on Excel and Outlook, but if you use Salesforce or a different platform, you could do things a lot differently and have far better outcomes. So then you moved out of education into consulting, my understanding, but continued focusing on the higher education space as, as an SME uh, working in technology? That's correct. How important for you was that transition to not just be moving out of higher education, but still having that, the ability to use all of the domain knowledge you've built up? Like how much easier was that transition into consulting for you? It was a lot easier. I think one of the other things that I did do while I was at Indiana University is within a month of starting my new job there, I did enroll in the MBA program at the business school as a discounted tuition rate. So if you're working in higher ed, you typically get you know, discounted tuition or, or free tuition in many cases at, for graduate programs. And so I definitely took advantage of that. And that was part of my calculation for moving to the university as a career. And I really leveraged both the MBA program plus my kind of subject matter expertise in Salesforce and in education to move into consulting. And so I do get that question a lot, like how do you transition out of higher ed into the corporate sector? And for me, it was you know diving into Salesforce, but also at the same time, I did take advantage of the educational benefits that were provided to me as well. And so that's how I did it. But you know, I think there's a lot of different ways to do it too. But people that work in education can definitely take advantage of training and education to move forward in their careers. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. When you historically have gone in since leaving higher education to go into consulting, when you go in and have a discussion with a higher education establishment, their eyes must light up when you come in and, and actually understand what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, I always joke with you know, colleagues, former employers, that you know, every time I did an introduction, when I was, whether it was in consulting or when I was at Salesforce, I always you know give my introduction, but I also said like I also spent ten years directly in higher education, doing recruiting admissions, running online graduate programs, just to put them them at ease in some ways. Is you know I think a lot of times in higher ed, you know they do view themselves as kind of a a bit of a special industry in many ways that doesn't have an obvious correlation to you know sales or the corporate world. And there's a 
uh, definitely a vernacular and language that you need to be able to speak to do well in that industry. And I think having someone that a consultant that worked in higher ed, you know, builds a lot of immediate trust um, with folks in higher ed. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's that's something like broader we we should think about more as you know, hiring companies struggle to hire and find talent. It's not just higher ed, it's, you know, financial services, understanding the terminology in that space or, um, you know, the different industries that, that do have those kind of nuances and, you know, language that people might not be familiar with or processes that people don't know. Actually having someone like yourself that has that domain expertise is actually really valuable for a consulting firm. Absolutely. I know the consulting firms that, that generally thrive in the education nonprofit world and the Salesforce ecosystem, they tend to hire folks that both have Salesforce expertise, but also direct experience in either education or nonprofit as well. That's really where the consulting firms find a lot of success and they get better outcomes for their customers because of it as well. So how have you seen um, the higher education solution that Salesforce have created evolve? Because obviously, when you first started working with the platform, there wasn't one. And then I guess they introduced something um, several years ago. But since the introduction of the higher education data model, how has that changed? How has the, the solution and offering been improved? Yeah, I, it's definitely gone through a large transition from the early days of the higher education data architecture, which a lot of that was actually driven by the community of higher education professionals that were using Salesforce, you know, within education. So they would get together in what they call open source sprints or, you know, community sprints where they would ideate on ideas to improve the platform and use it within their campuses. Salesforce eventually kind of, you know, formed salesforce.org and started to bring some of that functionality directly onto the platform and made it available to schools widely. And I think that was a big move you know, for both Salesforce and the ecosystem where all of a sudden it was scalable. Schools didn't have to build things out custom every time they wanted to stand up Salesforce. And so there was a dependable data model and framework that schools were able to use, you know, both with the education data architecture as well as, you know, you know, bespoke operating applications that Salesforce and Salesforce.org eventually launched for both student success and recruiting and admissions. And so Salesforce as a whole um, has a, a vibrant community within the education sphere. And I think a lot of that is owed to the way that the platform was kind of organically built through the community. And I think that is where they have a lot of success. What are some of the challenges with implementing into higher education if you compare to like a sales-driven organization? I think one of the biggest challenges is that, you know, by and large, folks in higher ed aren't exposed to some of the, the concepts, you know, and key technology features that are available to them, um, like you would find in the corporate world. I know a lot of times when I was a consultant, I would often walk into a customer and I was there to do a Salesforce implementation. So they knew why I was there, but I would ask them, you know, what do you want to do, you know, for, as your strategy for marketing engagement. And a lot of times I would receive blank looks, not because they didn't know how to engage their prospective students or their current students, but they didn't necessarily know what was possible on the platform. And so helping them understand, you know, kind of the art of the possible on the Salesforce platform was always a key thing and helping them move beyond their current framework and the current, you know, legacy applications that they had that were really boxing their creativity in, in many ways. So a lot of times it was really educating customers on what was possible and then helping them move forward with being a bit more strategic and innovative in their approach. 
Are you finding now that a lot of these higher educations are, are moving off of other specialized higher education platforms to Salesforce, or is it just old legacy kind of custom built applications? I think it's a, it's a bit of both. You know, certainly there are a lot of legacy platforms within higher education that um, needs to be improved. There's also any number of you know shadow databases and systems that should be retired and deleted in, in many ways. And so there's ample opportunity within higher ed to embrace you know, new technologies, new ways of doing business. And I think Salesforce is a, is a great platform to do that, even beyond kind of the, the standard you know, operating areas of education. And so a lot of people think about student services, recruiting admissions and advancements, but there are scores of other places within an educational institution that can take advantage of the platform and custom build things to meet their needs and get away from kind of ad hoc point solutions or out of that wonky spreadsheet that they've been using for a couple of years. And so I think if you're in the Salesforce ecosystem, especially in higher ed or even nonprofit too, there's ample room there to have a robust business and have a great career solving challenges and problems within higher ed. Yeah, especially um, with the move, we, we touched on uh, having that domain expertise, but I guess even more so now that we have Salesforce industries and or Salesforce industry specific solutions, like people that are on the user side of a project can kind of, you know, look at ways that they can, I guess, follow a similar path to you that, you know, you were on the business side, you, you used the platform, you implemented it, but then you saw an opportunity to be a domain expert. Do you think that's going to be even more of an option now that we do have industry solutions? I definitely think it is. You know, I think with the release of the new education cloud within Salesforce Industries, you know, that really moves the needle quite a bit forward where there's more out-of-the-box functionality. And it really speaks the language of the industry. And so the time to value is a lot quicker, whether you're kind of the CIO thinking about, you know, what my cost is versus the expected value, but also for the everyday workers where they expect certain functionality to be built automatically into the system for it to work, whether it's recruiting students or serving a current student or helping them find a new major or a career, there should be ways out of the box that makes that work for them. And they don't spend time kind of learning the system and kind of fighting the system. They have more time to both serve students, but also think creatively about ways that they could use the platform to serve the student better or improve the process. But I would say, you know, by and large, you know, I think the future is really bright within higher education. I think higher ed by and large understands the need that they do need to modernize their systems, that students expect a higher level of service, you know, certainly for in-resident students, but even for the online students too, the online institutions institutions that are able to serve their students well at a distance, they're quick to respond, they're going to have a competitive advantage over you know, institutions that are, are using legacy systems and are trying to kind of you know, duct tape things together um, at this time. And so I think it's a great time to be in higher ed. I think there's a lot of you know, ways to um, be innovative, you know, both in your day-to-day -day job, but also on the platform if you want to dive into the technology. So obviously, um, for you, it must have been quite the journey from uh, downloading and, and using the free licenses to then working at Salesforce um, a, a number of years later. So how, how did that come about? And what kind of roles um, did you hold within Salesforce? Yeah, it was, it was definitely um, an interesting journey. And, you know, I had a lot of help along the way. But I also say I would 
say I put in a lot of effort to, you know, I definitely, you know, when Trailhead came out, I spent a lot of time on Trailhead. Uh, when I joined a the consulting firm that I started with, you know, I spent a lot of time earning Salesforce certifications, you know, kind of doubling down on my technology knowledge to pair with my industry knowledge. And, you know, I made the right connections um, and types of roles. And I was also fortunate that, um, you know, I landed on some good consulting projects that, that went well, that you know, allow me to be creative and to be successful. And from there, I I did jump directly into Salesforce. I focused, you know, exclusively on recruiting and admissions, go to market and product strategy within Salesforce.org, and then eventually moved into the Salesforce Industries um, arena as well. Again, focusing on both recruiting admissions, graduate education, and continuing education. And so, my day in the life at Salesforce uh, was really focused on products and ensuring that you know Salesforce had products that fit the need of the market. And so that could be working directly with a customer or the solution engineering team to you know assess you know what types of features that we should include in our, our product offerings, or even looking at core Salesforce functionality and learning and deciding how that could be applicable to someone in higher ed. And so it, it was a great experience. Um, worked with a lot of great people there, and it's a great place to work. Yeah, it must be cool to think you've been uh, been key and and played a key role in kind of shaping the the product that a you know um, make so much add so much value to to universities, but um, also the product you still get to work with today. So you you've moved into a new role recently. Can you tell me more about what you do now, and also I guess forward looking, what you're most excited about uh, from the Salesforce ecosystem now? Yeah, so I recently moved into a new role focused on go-to-market strategy and alliance strategy at Redpath Consulting Group. It's a, a small consultancy based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, that focuses exclusively on the impact sector of education and nonprofit. And so my role at Redpath is to really help grow the team, grow the book of business, and also build a relationship with Salesforce. And so having worked at Salesforce for just under four years, you know, I have great relationships with you know, the product team, the sales team, solution engineering, and you know, working directly with them to collaborate on ways that we can serve our mutual customers going forward. And so that can take a shape of partnering on an implementation, you know, running a joint webinar where we host a mutual customer and we talk about the success they've had on the Salesforce platform, or it could just be you know, hosting an event at one of the Salesforce towers. And so you know, it's still exciting that I get to play in the, in the Salesforce ecosystem after all these years. And you know, I, like I said, I think it's a great ecosystem to play in, you know, by and large, you know, the customers are are passionate, as are the employees at Salesforce as well. Awesome. Well, Chad, I've really enjoyed hearing more about your career and also the higher ed space. I think it's um, here in Australia, we've seen a huge spike in in the volume of projects across the higher ed space. And from what you've said, it doesn't seem like that will uh, will slow down. So yeah, interesting space to be in and, and very uh, interesting chat for anyone that's more also on the higher ed side that might be looking to pursue a career in technology because you, you know, you've shown that that can be done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've enjoyed my Salesforce career. And I would say too, you know, I spent a lot of time in higher ed. At some point, I'm hoping to move into technology and Salesforce was the, was the tool that really allowed me to do that. So forever grateful for, kind of, for Trailhead and kind of the industry knowledge out there that I was able to, to learn from and take advantage of. Well, thank you so much. And if anyone wants to reach out, pick your brains, ask any further questions, where's the best place to find you? Definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. That's the best place um, to connect. Um, I'm constantly on there. So if you message me, I'll definitely see it. Awesome. Thank you so much.
All right. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it.